Welcome to Tardi Mecha Parsha with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Adina Schmidman, and I am thrilled that you are part of this program. To mark the closing of Safer Bereshit, please join us Wednesday, January 6th at 11.30 a.m. for Safer Bereshit, Reflections and Ideas on the Blueprint for Life, presented by our dear and beloved teacher, Mrs. Michal Horowitz. To register for the Shear, please sign up at ou.org slash women slash Parsha to receive the Zoom link. If you are already subscribed to the Parsha program and receive an email weekly, you do not need to re-register. Please note that the Zoom link will be sent on Tuesday, January 5th. A special thank you to Mrs. Michal Horowitz for starting us off with a new and deeper understanding of Safer Bereshit. And now for our weekly presentation. Welcome to Torah Imecha Parsha. My name is Michal Horowitz, and today we will be studying Parsha's Vayichi, the final Parsha in the book of Bereshis. In Parsha's Vayichi, let me give you the Parsha overview. It is the end of Yaakov's life. Yaakov Avinu is about to die. The Pasuk begins by telling us, the Parsha begins by telling us that Yaakov lived in Egypt for 17 years and his time came close to die. He calls his son Yosef. He asks him not to bury him in Egypt, rather to take him back to the Ma'arsa Machpelah. We have the Brachos to Ephraim and Menashe in this week's Parsha, most notably and famously, the angel that protects me from all bad, bad should bless these lads, call their name the name of my forefathers, Avram and Yitzhak, they should be as fruitful and multiply like fish in the midst of the land. Also, in Perak Memtas, we have what's known as Birkas Yaakov. Yaakov blesses all of his sons, the Shvatim, before he dies. Upon Yaakov's demise, the sons take him back to Egypt for burial, Perak Nun. And when they come back to Egypt, they are afraid that Yosef will take revenge on them. Now that father has died, Yosef assures them that he will not take any revenge on them. The brotherhood and fraternity remains. The Perak, and not only the Perak Nun, but the whole Sefer of Bereshit, ends with Yosef on his deathbed. Yosef saying so famously, so beautifully, so powerfully. We actually spoke about this in um, Sefer Yehoshua. For those who learn Nach Yomi with me, how does Bereshis end? Vayomer Yosef alachav. Yosef says to his brothers, Anochimes, I'm about to die. God will surely redeem you. He will take you out of this land. God will take you out of this gallus, of this exile, to the land that he swore to Avram, Mitzchak, and Yaakov. Yosef made the Bnei Yisrael take an oath saying, God will surely redeem you. Take my bones out of here when you go up. Vayamas Yosef ben Asrashanim. Yosef died at the age of 110, and he was embalmed and he was placed in an ark in Egypt. And then we say Chazak Chazak Venis Chazek. So the parsha begins telling us that Yaakov is about to die, and Yaakov's request not to be buried in Egypt. And it ends with Yosef's death and his request for his bones to be carried out from Egypt and buried in the Holy Land. Today, Shir is going to focus right on the beginning of the parsha. In uh, Sefer Yoshua Nachyomi, we spoke about Yosef's request not to be buried in Eretz Yisrael. Today, in Parsha Torat Imecha, I want to speak about Yaakov's request. So the parsha begins by telling us, Perak Mem Zayin Pasuch Avches, Vaychi Yaakov Eretz Yisrael Shva Esrei 
Shana. Yaakov lived in the land of, land of Egypt for 17 years. And the days of Yaakov, the years of his life, were 147. And the days came close for Yisrael, an acronym for Yaakov, if you're not an acronym, I'm sorry, another name for Yaakov, if you will. The days of Yisrael came close to die. And he called his son to Yosef. And he said to him, If I found favor in your eyes, Put your hand under my thigh. And do with me kindness and truth. Do not bury me in Egypt. Why does he say to San Yosef, do with me chesed ve'emes, kindness and truth? So Rashi says, chesed sh'osin im ha'mesim, hu chesed sh'emes, the kindness that a person does with the deceased is true kindness. She'enu mitzapel is sashlum gumlo, because there is no one who waits for the dead person to pay them back. So when we do other chesedim for people, somewhere in the back of your mind, you might think to yourself, I did a chesed for you today. Next time you're going to do a chesed for me, I expect payment. Even if I don't consciously think that, I may subconsciously think, I did for you, one day you'll do for me. But when a person does chesed with a niftar, with a deceased person, that is true chesed shal amas, chesed of truth, because there is no hope for return, because that uh, deceased person is never going to pay you back. And that is what we learn from the fact that Yaakov said, do with me a chesed v'amas. Al nasik bereni b'mitzrayim, do not bury me in Egypt. Rather, rather, Perak Memzayin Pasuglamid, Vishachafti Imavosai, I will lay down for eternity with my fathers, Unisasani Mimitzrayim, carry me out of Egypt, Ukivartani Bikfurasam, bury me in their grave, meaning the Ma'aras Hamachpela, by Yomer, and Yosef says, I will do like your words, that's not enough, Perak Memzayin Pasuglamid Aleph, by Yomer, and Yisrael slash Yaakov says to Yosef, Hishavali, swear to me, by Yishavalo, and Yosef takes an oath, by Yishtachu Yisrael, Israel bows down to the head of the bed. Okay, in deference to Yosef's kingship status and the fact that he needs Yosef to fulfill his wishes. I want to quote today a beautiful and powerful insight from Rabbi Shalom Rosner. We're going to end our learning uh, together of Sefer Bereshis through Torah Imecha with an insight by Rabbi Shalom Rosner in his Sefer Shalom Rav Insights on the Weekly Parsha. Rabbi Rosner writes, as Yaakov Avinu's end neared, he called to Yosef and expressed his desire not to be buried in Egypt. Why did Yaakov Yaakov specifically state the negative, that he didn't want to be buried in Egypt, rather than the positive, that he wanted to be buried in Eretz Yisrael? Yaakov specifically says, and the days of Yisrael came close to die, and he called the son Yosef, and he said, if I found favor in your eyes, put your hand under my thigh, do with me a kindness and a truth, do not bury me in Egypt. Why didn't he just say, do with me kindness and truth, bury me in Eretz Canaan, in the Ma'aras HaMachpela? Why does he state it in the negative, and not in the positive? So Rashi offers three explanations. One, since the dirt of Egypt will turn to lice during Makas Kinim, Yaakov did not want to be buried in that dirt. Two, Yaakov did not want to have to roll to Eretz Yisrael at the time of Trias HaMesim, at the time of the resurrection of the dead. And three, Yaakov did not want the Egyptians to worship him as a god. He was afraid since when Yaakov came, the Nilus overflowed, the famine stopped, and he brought bracha to the land. He was afraid that he would be worshipped as a deity after his death. So for these three reasons, Rashi says, he didn't want his uh, grave to be overtaken by Kinim, 
since the ground would turn to lice. He didn't want, after all, at the time of Tchiyas HaMesim. And finally, and very importantly, he didn't want the Egyptians to make him into a deity. But still, says Rabbi Rosner, these answers serve to deepen the question. Why didn't he just ask to be buried in Eretz Yisrael? Why does he specifically say, Al Nasik Bereni B'Mitzrayim? They could have just said, take an oath to bury me in Eretz Kena'an, the land that God swore to my father and grandfather, Avam and Yitzchak. And Rabbi Rosner answers so powerfully. He quotes Rabbi Eliyahu Schlesinger in his Sefer, Eila HaDevarim. And I'm quoting from Rabbi Rosner's Sefer directly, Shalom Rav, page 246. Rabbi Eliyahu Schlesinger suggests that at the end of Parshas Vayigash, the Torah tells us that the Bnei Israel lived in Goshen and they took hold of the land. They took possession. They took hold. They made themselves at home, comfortable in the land. That's the last Pasuk in Parshas Vayigash, right before Vayichi. The Pasuk tells us, Vayeshev Yisrael Be'eretz Mitzrayim, Israel dwelled in the land of Egypt, Be'eretz Goshen, in the region of Goshen, Vayeachazuba. They took hold of the land. Vayifru, they were fruitful. Vayirbumaod, they multiplied greatly. Vayeachazuba, they took hold of the land. Says Rabbi Eliyahu Schlesinger, this implies the Bnei Israel were getting, quote, a little too comfortable in Egypt. Yaakov, says Rabbi Rosner, already saw the writing on the wall. He saw what was happening to Am Yisrael. He realized the tremendous danger his descendants would be in if they felt too comfortable in exile. He saw that his children stood the risk of forgetting about Eretz Yisrael. Therefore, Yaakov emphasized the fact that he did not want to remain in Egypt even after his death. He was telling his children, not only do I want to be buried in the Ma'aras HaMachpela, yes, but you're getting too comfortable here. This is not our place. Do not bury me in the land of Egypt. It wasn't only, I want to be buried in Eretz Canaan. I want to be buried in Chavan. I want to be buried in Kiryas Arba. I want to be buried in the Maras HaMachpela. No, not only that. My burial cannot be here because you're starting to think that this is your home. On a very practical level, writes Rabbi Rosner, if Yaakov were to be buried in Egypt, it would make it all the more difficult for his children to leave as they would never want to leave their father's body and grave, his kavura, behind in Egypt. A cemetery usually symbolizes a people's eternal connection with a land. And Yaakov didn't want them to have that excuse. Parenthetically, Rav Salvechik has a piece on this by the Brisbane Absar and Parak Tesvav in Beratius. And Avram Avinu says, how will I know that I will inherit this land? Salvechik speaks there at length so beautifully about the fact that a grave ties a person to a land. And once we have burial in Eretz Yisrael, we will always come back and long and pine to return to Eretz Yisrael. So we see that a grave ties a person to a land. So Yaakov Avinu wasn't saying, don't bury me in Egypt, Stam. He was saying, don't bury me in Egypt because this is not our place. This is not where we shall take hold of. This is not where we should become too comfortable in. Concludes Rabbi Rosner, a cemetery often symbolizes a person's eternal connection with the land. And Yaakov did not want his descendants to have that excuse. He was relaying to his sons his desire to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, yes. But more importantly, he was instructing them that the land of Egypt was not the place to call home. 
the land of Egypt was not the place in which to create a permanent abode. And therefore, he doesn't only say, bury me in Eretz Yisrael, he specifies, al nasik bereni b'mitzrayim, this is not our place, this is not our land. And if we start to think, like we are told in Perak Mem Zayin, Pasuch of Zayin, that Israel dwelled in Egypt, the land of Goshen, they took hold of it, they were fruitful and they multiplied. Yaakov in his final dying instructions wants to counteract the idea and the, and the psyche that Golos can become our home. Because Golos, like the millennia of our exile has taught us, is never ever our home. For those of you who are fortunate enough, I know that there are listeners to the Torah Mecha programs, many listeners in Eretz Yisrael. For those of you who are fortunate enough to be in Eretz Yisrael, Kal Kavad, Kain Yerbu. For those of us not yet fortunate to be in Eretz Yisrael, we must remember and know it's our goal. It's our striving. It's our hope. It's our dream. Maybe not today for whatever reason, but one day, because Al Nasik Bereni B'Mitzrayim Galos never was Chutzlarts never will be our true home. Yosef and Yosef made the children of Israel take an oth saying, Almighty will surely redeem you. will bring my bones out of here. Yosef died at the age of one hundred and ten years. also they embalmed him. they put him in an coffin in Egypt, but it's only temporary because Yosef, we know at the end of Sefer Yoshua, will be buried in Eretz Yisrael. May we be strong. May we be strong and may we be strengthened. I want to thank all the dedicated listeners to Torah Imecha Parsha for spending Sefer Bereshis with me. I hope everybody enjoyed and gained some new insights that you were able to share with others. I wish you a wonderful day and a wonderful Shabbos. Kol Tov to all.